In case for some reason it's not completely obvious, this podcast is actually a video up on the machinationlog.com YouTube site, and it should be embedded in the page for this at machinationlog.com. Enjoy. Why, good morning, everyone. This is David Paddock. I'm here for machinationlog.com, formerly actualgarbage.net, which a lot of you probably know that from the Toriel video, where almost all of you probably came from. Um, and welcome back. This is me reading a uh, user Gmail. Gmail, of course, being short for Alphabet Holding Company Mail. And I'm going to try to do this in one take, not only to save time, but also to practice actually like rolling with my mistakes because I'm really bad at that. Um, and the way that this camera is set up, there is space over here, hopefully for annotations. And there's this like blindingly bright window dressing up here, which will hopefully just perform the role of making this an absolute nightmarish stress test for my camera's exposure settings. So uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. This message was sent in by Ruli. And the message goes thus. How do you make the head of Toriel without using a model head? I have no knowledge on how to make a model head for that stuff, so please and thank you if you could answer my question. And I responded thus. I responded thus. I didn't respond to anything. Hi, Ruli. I had a model of my head to craft on top of. So when you say without using a model head, I assume you mean, how did I know what to do with no direct reference for the final product? I really wish I had a knockdown answer to this question, but I'm probably way less experienced crafting with foam than you think. In fact, you're probably as knowledgeable as I am, from an academic level at least. My foam project count is three, and Toriel is number three. I haven't actually done anything in the last year. I'll probably, for Halloween, I'll come up with something else to do in that vein, but for now, it, that number's still accurate. Luckily, there are ways to overcome that inexperience, and when making Toriel, I applied the same principles that I apply to almost every amateur endeavor I pursue, of which there are many documented on machinationlog.com. Here's a short list of things to keep in mind that should keep you on the right track. Consider these complementary to the pointers already in the Toriel blog. Number one, model and sketch first. I am no craftsman with a pencil, but you really don't need to be when you have references. Using references from the game, I sketched out a front, three-quarter side, and side view of what Toriel's profile looks like, straight up tracing the forms when I could. This approach has two advantages. It forced me to look at Toriel's design more closely before setting out to actually create her, and it gave me three ways to appraise my progress by comparing flat angles to the three-dimensional product of the three-dimensional product to my rendition on paper. Number two, whenever you get stuck, step back, rotate, and focus in. You're probably biting off more than you can chew, and there's probably something in particular you can choose to gnaw on that will get you moving again. I'm currently trying to learn acrylics by copying ideas in other art I have around my house. Today, this is speaking from like two weeks ago when I actually properly answered this email, uh, today, I was supposed to paint a coyote in a picture, but the task was so daunting I couldn't commit to it. So I broke that task down to painting the silhouette of the coyote, which was small enough to wrap my head around and complete. I actually used this technique while writing this very response, opting to find a way to expand one point into two rather than try to manufacture one from whole cloth. Don't concentrate on making a finished foam head. Focus on making a jaw and a skull cap and eye holes and a neck, etc. Don't take in more than you have to at any one time. 
Number three, find another pair of eyes. This was point three in the blog as well, but it's worth reiterating here. You can only step back so far from your own creations. Don't just find any other pair of eyes, though. You need someone who isn't going to just tell you it looks great the whole time. Sometimes you don't have one of those people readily available, and you'll have to coax a sheepish normie into performing the role of critic. Don't back down from this recommendation out of shyness. Make a real friend from this recommendation. I just read the same line again. Don't back down from this recommendation out of shyness. Make a real friend by getting someone involved. If it helps, have them read the next paragraph before you begin. <clears throat> this is a sidebar plea to the many kind-hearted souls who insist on giving everything their friends and acquaintances do a pass, calling it their own thing or nobody else's business or just flat-out great. Please suspend this reflex for just a moment. I understand the modern world is bursting with twisted social conventions aimed at keeping the peace. For example, not telling people they're fat when asked directly. But please don't overextend this principle, especially when it comes to art. When someone who isn't toxically vain asks for your opinion, you should respect that they are trying to improve themselves and do your best to direct their focus. This doesn't rule out compliments. In fact, the standard flow of constructive criticism is to point out a strong element first, then a weakness, and not merely because this cushions the critique. Acknowledging the good in a concrete way simultaneously motivates and anchors by shining a light on what's working. That's a seriously mixed metaphor, but anyway. Blanket admiration, however, doesn't help and is almost always frustrating. If you honestly can't come up with anything, say so, but remember that the only way the asker can truly believe you when you say, I think it looks great, is if you reserve those words for the real moment. Your friend wants your help. Please give it to them. Rant over. Number four. And final point. Spend as much time as it takes to get it right. Step away at regular intervals. Look at it from all sides, particularly the ones you made drawings of. Get independent appraisal, which you should have from step three. Imagine the fur or whatever topping material you choose laid down over the form and when you can, literally put the material on the structure to see what it looks like. That's actually much more useful than it probably sounds. Even if you get the sort of like misshapen, and crinkly thing, it, it helps a lot to visualize it that way. The best thing about foam in practice is the ability to add and subtract, aka to use trial and error without much risk aside from hot glue burns. Toriel was the first full foam head I ever made and the third I've ever used the stuff for in artistic purpose. I don't think that was a complete sentence. Toriel took a handful of hours and I consider myself wildly fortunate it came out so well on the first attempt. My resin slash foam head on my proper fursuit, Zathro, literally took months and dozens of failed tries to get right. Failing is great practice, and you need a lot of practice. You'll hammer at it and feel like nothing's working, possibly for a long while, but eventually you'll figure it out and things will start to click. And that is sort of the misnomer, you know, I, for the purpose of effect, I said that I only worked on three total foam projects. Zathro was like five projects in one because it needed to be exactly right. I just kept hammering at it over and over and over and over again, and that provided a lot of practice in the meantime. Which was hard, but I, I just stuck with it, which stick-withedness is what this is all about. The momentum shift of having things click is worth the price of admission. That is me, of course, speaking for me there. Use discipline, remember why you're doing it, 
and stay determined. Love, David. Uh, and that is my overly long response to that email. If you have something that you want to tell me of any form, whether you, you know, whether you like surveys, uh, your opinion on trees, feel free to go to the bottom of machinationlog.com. There's a form there and you can put whatever information you see fit there and I may or may not read it and I may or may not dictate it online just like this. Um, I'm terrible at self-promotion, so instead of trying to remember all the social media stuff, listen to the last 30 seconds of like someone else's video and just instead of whatever their handle is, just pretend they're saying machinationlog.com and I'll see you next time. <laughs>